Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Go. Hi, Courageitarians. Welcome back. We have conversations about getting dirty and growing strong, exploring the Panchamaya healing model, and you can support us on leaving a review on iTunes. You can head to Where the Lotus Grows and subscribe to our mailing list and get a monthly email full of the month's inspiration to keep you on track or become a supporting member on patreon.com backslash where the lotus grows. We've chosen not to have advertisers, so the only way that keeps the show going is through your generous Patreon support. And we hope that our podcast uplifts you in your world. If you've been benefiting from our show, please consider heading over to Patreon and becoming a supporting member. Tanya and I also see clients privately, so if you go to the website where the lotus grows, there's more information that leads you to our private practice websites as well. So don't forget for further resources on each podcast, you can find those resources under the show notes at wherethelotusgrows.com. Thanks, Curitatarians. We love to hear from you. All right. So today is rituals for self-care. So what is a ritual? From the late 16th century, used as an adjective from the word rite a body of customary observances, characteristics of a social custom, practice, or conventional act. And today in the 21st century, we see it as a mini retreat away from it all to cherish one's self-care for the body, mind, and spirit to heal. And loving rituals put you back in the present. Are you simply moving through your day without fully living? And today is about prepping for tomorrow. And today is the main event. I like that. So as you said, Kim, rituals have always been a part of human society. Um, observances or practices that span a wide range as I was thinking about the topic and, and sitting down to prepare a few notes for the show. I was just thinking about how many things are actually a ritual. You know, there's traditions and ceremonies. And, and you know, when we think about ritual a lot, we think about you know, the ritual behind maybe religious ceremonies or um, rites of passage, different traditions. But, you know, there's ritual even with, like, laws or holding a meeting or um, what happens in school. You know, when our kids and when we were kids going to school every day, there's a certain amount of ritual um, around it. And even getting up in the morning or getting ready for bed at night is a bit of a ritual because it's anything that you do repeatedly daily, um, preferably with some intention behind it, right? There's the purpose behind it, even if it's just to make sure that you've brushed and flossed and washed your face <laughs> yeah. and kind of done. There's a purpose behind your reason for doing it. And same to be said for, um, you know, I was just thinking like, if you've ever been to a meeting and they do, there's a certain order that you do meeting notes and everybody says I or nay or, you know, vote stuff up mm -hmm. or down. There's an order to things 
because of the specific intention, even if the intention is just to maintain order. <laughs> yeah, because meetings do roll calls. And like you said, there are motions that you take mm-hmm. and then there's an agenda that happens. And schools, at least when you and I were still in school, we would say the Pledge of Allegiance and there would be attendance taken. And, you know, you'd always have lunch at certain times. And there was a way that you went through the lunch line. And yeah, all of that that is still um, rituals for today. Mm-hmm. And if we look at it a little bit in the broader perspective of self-care, uh, just putting a few drops of rose oil in your bath water or rose water to splash on your face in the morning can be a ritual because the rose often makes water almost have a softness of taste or texture. You have the smell of the rose that's happening. Rose has one of the highest vibrations um, to increase that vibration. It helps bring down redness in the skin. So it can be a ritual and still have a lot of healing benefits where maybe olive oil soap in your bath or um, oil pulling is good for teeth and gums and protecting against illness and listfulness and removes bacteria and tongue fur or massaging your ears, right? My Chinese doctor, that's what thing he always said every day, you do one thing, remember to rub your ears and to pull them in all directions. Um, Ooh, Ayurvedically, <laughs> they're always talking about rubbing and oiling the body and the hair, you know, one mm-hmm. to two times a day. That's really big. Even babies get rubbed down and oiled. Right. Um, if we're in yoga, they talk a lot about like sitting quietly in the morning and feeling the movement of your body and mind. Um, you know, Techna Khan has, has these um, little rituals that he talks about. And they're, um, you know, rituals that you do just in your everyday life. Like if you're going to brush your teeth, just truly notice the action of brushing against the tooth and, and hit, getting each tooth. Or if we're talking about intuitive eating, you know, it's, it's teaching you how to eat mindfully and have a scale in which to check into if you're hungry, neutral, or full. Or washing dishes, you know, really be there and feel the warmth of the water, the soap, the smell, the texture of the dishes. Um, I'm a big one for drinking tea. I'm not going to gulp down my tea or wine. I, I savor it and I want it to be this really relaxing thing for me. Uh, walking slowly. If we if we really walk slowly, you'll see that it takes a lot of balance and core support to move your gait properly in a walk. But you know, it's something we do every day, and we're just so busy getting somewhere that we're not even sure or have a felt sense of how we got from A to B. Mm-hmm. Reading in silence. So many people have earbuds in, and they're reading. And do you really get just silence to sit with the book and use your imagination to create the images that you're reading in your mind? Um, Look at someone gratefully, you know, with worth and focus. So rituals are not the only time to be mindful. They are gentle reminders to help um, us to see, you know, how much we're living life on autopilot versus how much um, we're giving this opportunity to practice living a full life that's full of appreciation. Mm. What are some rituals that you do? Oh, well, there's, there's many things, but before that, I just want to back up for a second, because what you said there at the end was what I was thinking the whole time as you were reading some of the practices and rituals, but also thinking about 
you know, what I said in the beginning, or what we both said in the beginning, as far as, you know, rituals can be a variety of, of different things, but many of those things can be gone through, like, going through the motions. Like, you can be on autopilot when you're washing your dishes, and when you're, um, even when you're moving your body, like you said, even with walking, you can really be on autopilot with all of the things that we've talked about, washing your face, brushing your teeth, going to a meeting, saying the Pledge of Allegiance, like whatever it is, you can, you can choose to be on autopilot or you can choose to like live in that place of mindfulness and appreciation. And I really like that you said that because I feel like that's what changes something from being just a task to being a ritual you know, is that there's that intention and, and um, mindfulness behind it. I try to practice mindfully. There's certainly many times that I can go on autopilot too, um, but I try to be present and practice mindfulness with many of the things that I do that are mundane tasks. I kind of laugh because um, the consistency of my ritual, even something like brushing my teeth, isn't as great as I'd like it to be, meaning not that I don't brush my teeth, <laughs> but that, you know, most mornings I would love for it to be as soon as I get out of bed. But I also have an eight-month-old baby and a seven-year-old and a crazy dog. And <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I brush my teeth right at, you know, 6.30 when I get up, and sometimes it doesn't happen until 9. And so it's not, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's not a ritual from a classic um ideal, which would be that it's observed, you know, intentionally, maybe at the same time daily or at the same time weekly. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you say ritual, it means that it has to be very specific. This is the way that it gets done. And this is the time that it gets done. And this is how, and sometimes it's not quite that. Um, but one of the things that I've been trying to practice, um, every day for several months now that's been part of my ritual is journaling. And I've sat down, I follow a little template for future self journaling, but I think journaling just in general is important. And I try to just sit down every day and jot down a little something. Um, it's been a really powerful ritual for me the, these last couple months for manifesting and reaching goals um, for reflection and for practicing gratitude. So that's, that's probably been my biggest one. That's not part of a normal hygiene <laughs> thing that needs to be done is to sit down and journal aside. And well, you know, what? I take that back every Sunday. I make sure that I get out of the house and I go practice yoga. So that's very much a ritual where I do my personal practice in a studio away from my children and my dog and my family. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's also a ritual. How about you? Oh gosh, I have uh, what seems like so many. Like my morning practice is to uh, really get. I get up. I let the dog out, and the dog and I are outside. And I, you know, I start to do some joint releasing while I'm waiting for him to run around the yard, and you know, I'm noticing the crisp air of the morning and then right now because it's summer um, the dog and I go into the garden and I start to cut some fresh herbs that I want to use in my eggs so we spend some time in the garden with nature and he's running his nose and his face up and down the plants and 
I enjoy watching that as well as as I cut the herbs, I can smell them and feel the textures and really appreciate the plant life. And then we go in and we make breakfast. And I, you know, as I said earlier, I love to savor my tea and and have that quiet time. And, uh, then I start to get myself ready. And, you know, as I take my shower, I, I have a peace protection spray that I put on and I say a prayer to guide my hands, my thoughts, my words for the day. And may I be open and willing to receive the abundant gifts that have been outlined for me today. And I give all my worries um, up to Jesus and Archangel Raphael um, to guide over me. And um, then I, I brush my teeth. You know, I do my tongue scraping. I have essential oils that I put on um, my body. And I get ready and I'm off, you know, for my day. And so that's how I start my, those are my morning rituals that I do. And then I have Wowzers. afternoon and evening ones that I do as well. Wow. So, and, you know, and sometimes you can become an autopilot in your rituals and, you know, and I have to stop and kind of slow down. And uh, I know you had gifted me at Christmas time, a gratitude um, journal. And I like to sit down in the evening with that. And, uh, just take a moment. I do my heads. I come in, I take my clothes off from work. I take a charcoal shower, I change my clothes, and then I like to do a headstand and go over to my gratitude journal and write down some reflection and head to the beach for a moment, just kind of let some things kind of wash off me. And then I like to come home and start my dinner. Sounds lovely, Kim. I want to trade places with you just for one day <laughs> to see if I could go through all of those lovely rituals and do all of those beautiful things. And you could be here in a pile of laundry. <laughs> and babies yeah you know sometimes I think kidding. it would just I love be it. nice to, to live in a day full of rituals you know no, well, you know, like fantastic. I'm taking a, I love that I'm taking a restorative training uh, with Lizzie Laster in Detroit coming up and it falls near my birthday and I really had debated mm -hmm. since I spent some extra time driving across um, the United States this summer, kind of checking that off my bucket list. I thought, you know, can I do that? Can I not do it? And I thought, you know what? I'm a very busy person and I choose to live a full life. And what greater gift could I give myself than laying around for five days, talking and learning about restorative poses and being restorative? Like that's a great thing for my pitta self to be doing for my birthday. Yeah, and so that's absolutely. what I decided to gift myself this year. That's wonderful. I like that. I would imagine that like your list that you just kind of went through in your typical day, all of the rituals that you have, I would imagine all of them help to kind of uh, put a little damper on that high pitta state, you know, and try to keep you more even keeled. Yeah, throughout and I, everything. I'm pretty high on the anxiety scale. And so if I don't do these mm. rituals of oiling my body of meditating, of slowing down and nobody really, you know, being a Pitta Leo, nobody really wants to be my friend. <laughs> I <laughs> learned that. that I need to do this. <laughs> That's too funny. You know, one of the things that you brought up, I love that. <laughs> one of the things that you brought up, um, you know, was, was saying a little, a little blessing and having a ritual before you see, like what well, you just said in general at the beginning of your day, cause you're a studio owner and you, are in your studio pretty much every day. So you see clients and students every day. Um, 
I'm kind of more part-time because I have like the exact opposite thing going on. I'm kind of at the whim of caretaker for my father and my kids. Um, but when I see clients, then I do have a moment. I always set up the room first, depending on if it needs to be cooled down or heated up and take a moment with some frankincense and kind of do a little bit of time to myself prior to asking to be a healer and that I can be a vessel um, to help whoever's coming in next. And that is a little thing that I do every time I see a client. Additionally, if I see a client who's like dealing with some really heavy stuff, um, I make it a ritual after I see them to make sure that, you know, I kind of really wash my hands. We've talked about this before with crystals and gemstones. If I use them in my practice, then I wash them. Um, not to like get that off of me in a negative way, but just to really cleanse everything and start fresh after that. Because if someone had something really heavy that they brought to their practice or that they brought to the, to the yoga room, then I'm able to let that go just so I don't take it on myself because mm -hmm. I feel like that that's something that all of us who kind of work as caregivers and caretakers and healers um, with the populations that we work with, we have a, that capacity to kind of absorb other people's things <laughs> and you don't want to do that. So I think that has to be a part of your ritual to kind of cleanse and let that go. Yeah, I think if you're a healer uh, in any sort of healing you know, practice, you have to have self-care and prioritize mm -hmm. that self-care um, to cleanse your energy so that you can keep a nice positive energy and safe place for people. And I know even in the studio, there are times that I'll come in and I do a chant that's clearing of energy in the studio. I'll sage it sometimes. Mm -hmm. We have essential oils going. Sometimes we do incense. Um, you know, that way people can feel like they can still come in and lay down what they need to lay down and, and work through it. But we also, you know, sometimes we open the windows, we let air go in and out. You know, we're very, very conscious of all of that because everything is energy, right? Right. No. And I love that you said that. I love that you said, because I think that that's part of it too. You said that you kind of clear it so that people feel safe letting their stuff go there. I think that that's, a big part of it too. You're creating that space for them um, mm -hmm. just as much so that it, they, they feel like when they walk in that they can do what they need to do. And so I do those things as well. Like I, I really feel like those things are important. Additionally, like I love to take a long soak in the tub. Like that's one of the ways that I kind of let go. I wish it was more ritualistic meaning more regular that I had more time to do that um but like you you know as you were saying some of the things that you do you know when I'm in the shower too then I try to do um a little mindfulness meditation when I'm in the shower that everything that I don't need is kind of washing down the drain um but when it comes to self-care like making sure that I take those times and those moments even if it's just taking the dog for a walk even if because I've had this lately, I go for a walk without the dog, oh, <laughs> without <yeah>. the children, <laughs> just to be alone for a moment. Because yes, it's nice to feed two birds with one seed and get my walk in and walk the dog or exercise the kids or whatever. Um, 
it's also really nice for me to take that time just to, I'm going to go do my own thing for a moment. And I find that if I walk around the block and kind of go through the yard a little bit and get a little bit into nature, then when I come back, I feel more balanced and better. And I don't, I don't know that I would consider that a ritual, but it's certainly a part of my self-care. Absolutely. I mean, rituals allow connection with self and others. So you're doing that ritual for yourself. It's, it's a time to catch up, to share wisdom and stories, kind of a time to take off your armor for a moment. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, you, you're confirming your existence back in nature. And I think the real meditation is how you live your life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I love that a lot. I um, was just having a conversation with my therapist about this, you know, because I do handle a lot of things. I do take care of a lot of people. A lot of people depend on me. And then in turn, what does that mean for the things that I want to do and the goals that I have? Um, and finding that balance and, and um, doing rituals like you're suggesting, but you know, the meditation is how you live your life. So, so making sure that I find that balance throughout to, um, as just, uh, that's the way life is. That's how I live my life is to try and constantly find that balance. And that means taking care of myself and not feeling selfish or, um, greedy because I take that time. Sometimes it requires maybe not doing it when I'd like to do it, or maybe having to, um, you know, schedule things in advance to have that time or, you know, bargaining with my husband so that he can get his time (laughs) and kind of, you know, making sure that everybody is kind of learning and doing that self-care. But yeah, I think it's a great example. Because how you live your life is the, in this, in this business, Kim, what we do, you, integrity is a big deal. You know, you have to walk the walk and talk the talk to help others do the same. Yeah, because I think you, you teach from that personal practice. And the most important thing about a ritual is that it brings you back to the essence of who you, who you are, the essence of you. Mm -hmm. No, I, I like that a lot. Well, I'd like to leave you with a Technicon quote, smile, breathe, and go slowly. I like that too. Well, thank you, Kim, Courageitarians. We hope you liked our discussion today on rituals for self-care. If you have a ritual that you want to share, you want to talk to us about it or anything else that has to do with this episode or just where the lotus grows uh, as a whole, please feel free to reach out to us on our website uh, via email and info where the lotus grows.com on all the where the lotus grows social media points and we will catch you next time thanks thank you for listening to where the lotus grows join us in further conversations we believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community you can find us at where the lotus grows.com where the lotus grows on instagram and facebook or twitter where the lotus g1 because we were not on top of that one. Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. 
If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.